Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. It is so, so good to be with you, Soul City. And will you help me? I know you're at home. I know you are watching from your living room. I know you're watching from your bedroom. Would you help me thank our amazing band and our worship leaders and the way that they are just helping us enter into the presence of God together? Well, I just want to say to you, Soul City, I miss you. I miss you so much. You have no idea how much I wish we were together physically. Uh, But hopefully at this point, you already entered into our virtual lobby. Maybe you even went into the virtual prayer hall Uh, last week. I loved that so many of you were actually sending in pictures of you watching uh, the gathering with your people or you were watching with your pets. And I want to encourage you to do that now so that we can actually interact uh, however possible as we walk through this together. And I love actually that I get to be in your home today, Uh, wherever it is that you're watching. I'm guessing that some of you are probably even watching in your PJs right now. Uh, And so if you are, you don't have to take a picture of that, but you know, maybe just write into the comments that you are watching in your PJs. Uh, And you know, over the past few weeks, all of life has changed for us. Uh, Things that we probably all took for granted are not available right now. Uh, But as some things have gone away, uh, new things have actually come to the surface. Uh, One of the things that I have loved seeing is that people are cooking. Uh, People are talking to their neighbors out of their windows. People are going on more walks. People are coming up with all kinds of creative new Zoom backgrounds. Uh, This last week, our team had a ton of fun in our Zoom meetings. At one point, I believe Jarrett was in Jurassic Park, and I think at at another point, uh, Patrick was on the back of a bald eagle. So we are having a ton of fun with Zoom and our family is playing lots of games. Maybe you are doing that as well. And, you know, before all of this, we we love playing games as a family. Uh, earlier this week, we had a cutthroat game of Uno that was quite intense. Uh, and one of the problems, though, with our family when it comes to playing games is that every single member of Team Stevens is very competitive. Uh, In fact, I'm wondering if we're going to need some post-pandemic group counseling uh, after this from some of the games that we've been playing. Uh, Because the reason that we are so competitive is none of us likes to lose. And I imagine that is probably true of you as well. Uh, No one likes losing. True? In fact, turn to the people that you're actually watching with right now or or that you are in uh, a room with right now and ask them, like, do you actually like losing? My hunch is nobody said yes. Uh, Winning always feels better, doesn't it? Uh, We probably all uh, would pick winning over losing, but winning actually doesn't reveal what we're truly made of. You see, losing has this way of revealing who you really are. And when life is hard and when you feel squeezed and and when we are pressured, that's when we see what we are truly made of. 
And I wonder in your life, in the middle of this pandemic, have you paused to look at for a moment what is truly coming out of you? It's an important question to actually consider. What comes out of you when life presses in on you? What comes out of you when life presses in on you? And life is pressing in on all of us, isn't it? As we are pressed in, we become more and more aware of the things that we have actually lost. We've lost simple freedoms. We've some lost income and stability. Perhaps we've lost physical community and connection. I know one of the things that our son is so sad about losing is is watching sports. In fact, he's gone back and he's watching all of the old NBA finals right now. There are many of us that have lost a lot in the midst of this. And if we're honest with ourselves, none of us likes it because losing and being pressed often leaves us feeling out of control and unsure of what is actually next. And losing is mostly only known for its downsides in life. And there are many. But I wonder today if we are open If we're open to exploring, looking at losing from a different angle, I believe that losing can also shine a light on all that it is that we have to be grateful for. You see, sometimes the darkness of life has a way of helping us to notice the light that is in our lives. You see, gratitude and grief oftentimes like to be separated but I believe it's actually possible to feel both at the same time. One does not have to cancel the other out. And in our binary world that wants to kind of force them into separate spaces, I am finding that grief and gratitude can actually be two sides of the same coin. While many of us are grieving what life once looked like, I can't help but wonder all that God wants to grow in us through this. And my belief is one of the most essential things that can be grown in us during this season is God can grow our gratitude. Now, one day, I believe we will all be on the other side of this and we will tell the story of who we are and who we were as we walked through COVID-19. And my prayer for us, Soul City, is that we will be able to say without a doubt that God grew our gratitude as we walked through this together. And I want to look at a story today of a person that actually was pressed, a person that was actually ill, and what happens to them as they choose to find gratitude in the middle of their circumstance. So perhaps over the weeks or months that you've been a part of Soul City, you actually stole a Bible from Soul City. And so if you have that there, I would actually love for you to grab it. And that was a good a good move on your part because we encourage stealing Bibles from this church. Uh, and I would love to invite you to turn to page 850. We're going to be looking at a story in the book of Luke. It's found Luke 17, starting in verse 11. Now, if you don't have a Soul City Bible, you don't have your own Bible, you can actually open up another tab and follow along in this story. And it's a great story for us to look at today. It starts out in verse 11, and this is what it says. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. 
As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. So a little bit of context as to what is going on here in this story. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem and he decides that he just wants to cut through Samaria. And what happens is a group approaches Jesus that includes both Jews and Samarians. And one thing that you need to know about this is that Jews actually believed that they were superior to Samarians. But this group that approaches Jesus, they're all dealing with the same illness. They all have leprosy. Now I want you to notice actually Luke's positioning of the men. He takes special attention to make sure we know where they are all standing. He says that they stood at a distance from Jesus. Now Jesus didn't stand at a distance from them. They stood at a distance from Jesus. They were practicing social distancing. But from that distance, they yelled out to him and by name, they said this, help us, have mercy on us, Jesus. Please, will you do something about our condition? And Luke goes on in verse 14 and he says this, when he saw them, he said, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. What I love about this story is Jesus was merciful. His miraculous power healed them as they were on their way. Their healing was powerful and meaningful. But what, that is not the point of the story. It's not Jesus's response to this group of lepers that we are to pay attention to. It's actually their response to him. Because the story goes on and in verse 15, it says this, one of them, when they saw that he was healed, came back. He was praising God in a loud voice and he threw himself at Jesus's feet and he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Now, all of them were healed, right? But only one of them returned. All of them had been given this fresh new start, but only one of them came back to Jesus to actually say, thank you. And this only one, only moments earlier, stood at a distance from Jesus. He now threw himself at the feet of Jesus. And Luke doesn't want us to miss who it was that came back. It was the Samaritan. The most despised is the one that demonstrated the most gratitude. He clearly broke any and all rules for social distancing in this moment because he literally threw himself at the feet of Jesus. He may not have even known fully who Jesus was, but he knew that he had been given a gift and he was compelled to say thank you. And what I love about this is it's not lost and Jesus, he, he gets what's going on here. In fact, in verse 17, it says that Jesus asked, we're not all 10 of you cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one else returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. I love this about Jesus. 
because he wants to know, where's everybody else? <laughs> I, I can do the math. I know that there were 10 of you here and now nine of you are gone. Where are the others who were healed, who received this same miracle? Where were the Jews who had actually grown up memorizing these prophecies about the Messiah that would come to heal, who had just healed them and now they are gone? And I want you to pay attention to what Jesus says to the one that comes back to say thank you. He says, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Your gratitude has made you well. How many of you know that you can be healed, but not well? You can have resources, but not be well. You can have people around you, but not be well. You can gain the world, but lose your soul and not be well. Jesus says, you can be healed, but not be well. And what makes you well is when you say, thank you. What makes you well is when you find gratitude. All of the others were healed, but they missed the blessing of being well. Clearly, it's not within the character of Jesus for him to you know, rescind on, uh, on that healing. But I wonder how many of us, and in this case, it was nine out of 10, we fail to forget to say thank you for the big and the small blessings in our life in the highs and in the lows, when we have triumphs and then when we have trials. You see, so often gratitude gets lost. And in this story, Luke wants us to pay special attention to the fact that the people who ought to know better are the ones that first forgot to say thank you. And whether the other nine people who were healed, healed felt grateful or not, we will never know. But all we know is that they failed to express it. They missed out on what truly makes us well. And that's the practice of gratitude. That is because gratitude always helps us see a bigger and a better picture. Gratitude has this way, it helps us see a bigger and a better picture of what is actually going on. You see, for so many of us, it's so easy for us to just kind of rehash the past and think about everything that's happened before us or, or to go out into the future and to rehearse the future and worry about all that is to come, but to receive the present moment as a gift that's where we actually get to experience the power of seeing a bigger and a better picture of all that is going on. Gratitude helps us lift our heads and shift our focus to all that God is doing behind the scenes. And to be grateful for the good things that happen in our life is so easy, but to be grateful for all of our lives, the good as well as the hard, the moments of joy, as well as the moments of sorrow, the successes, as well as the failures, the rewards, as well as the rejections, that requires hard spiritual work, but that is what makes us well. 
We become truly grateful people when we can say thank you to all that brought us to the present moment. And as long as we just keep dividing up our lives between events and people that we would like to remember and those we would like to forget, we cannot claim the fullness of our beings as a gift of God to be grateful for. And when we start to practice gratitude, it starts to radically reframe our attitude. Now, I stole that thought from a very famous author named Jarrett Stevens from his award-winning book, Praying Through. People are saying it is a fabulous read for when you are sheltered at home. But Jarrett says this, he says, gratitude radically reframes your attitude. Gratitude reframes your attitude. It shifts your life. What's amazing about practicing gratitude is that it is scientifically proven to change the way we live. Actually, in their book, The Power of Thanks, Eric Mosley and Derek Irvine found that a regular practice of gratitude actually changes the way we live and it changes our wellness. Listen, listen to this. This is incredible. They found that grateful people have an increased emotional well-being they get along better with others. They're more resilient to trauma. They sleep better. They're physically healthier and they are less depressed. There is no medication on the market that can do all of that for us. But yet saying thank you makes us well. It, it reframes your attitude. And while none of us are, are waking up and thanking God for this pandemic, I actually believe this pandemic has the potential to reveal more than ever what it is that we are made of. And I wonder in the middle of being pressed, is gratitude coming out of you? Now, I don't know about you. I don't know if you tend to be a juicer, uh, but lots of people uh, like to juice because experts actually say uh, that juicing our fruit and our vegetables, thank you so much, Andrea, uh, juicing our fruit and vegetables can actually boost our immune system. It can remove toxins from our body. It can aid digestion and even help you lose weight. Now, some of you, that was the only part that you focused in on because you are working on a Corona 15 right now. Uh, and so you may want to start juicing. But what's amazing about juicing, you know, if I, if I were to take this beautiful orange right here and juice it right here, we all know that the juice that comes out of the orange is pure. It's good. It's fresh. It is actually refreshing. And the orange is 100% an orange. So, so we can trust that the juice that comes out of this orange is going to be orange juice. We can be confident that this freshly squeezed orange juice is exactly what it was intended to be. It's 100%. It's pure. And many of us, as we are walking through this challenge, we are being pressed. We are being squeezed. And I wonder today, what is coming out of you? Now, if you're anything like me, there's probably a lot of anxiety coming out of you right now. 
perhaps even some stress, maybe some fear, some impatience. I know that that has been true of me over the last few weeks as we have walked through this. But I don't believe that is the purest part of who God has made you to be. You see, there is not a person in this country, in this world, that is not hungry for hope right now. But I wonder if we are struggling to find that hope. I wonder if we are struggling to find pure gratitude coming out of us because we have been starving actually from a lack of gratitude. You see, I believe we are hungry for hope because we are starving from a lack of gratitude. Gratitude is not squeezing out of us because we are starving so much from wanting hope. But what Jesus revealed to us is that when gratitude comes out of us, it actually makes us well. It makes us whole. That while we are hungry to find hope again, to find peace and to find strength, perhaps we are still so hungry for those things because we have been starving from a lack of of gratitude. And I get it. It's hard to see hope when things look hopeless. It's hard to feel calm when we feel so much concern. It's hard to feel peace when we see so much panic. But what I love about the moment with the Samaritan was that he decided to make a shift he decided to, to turn around. He came back. He decided, I don't just want to be healed. I want to be well. And we can make that same shift. We can turn around. We can make a decision. We can take responsibility for our gratitude. We can be well, even in the middle of fearing sickness. Some of you have heard this past week um, that along with leading through this pandemic and shifting the entire way that we function as a church, um, we learned that Jarrett's older brother, Scott, had a stroke and passed away. And Jared actually got the phone call from his mom when we were in the middle of a time of morning prayer and worship. And of course, as a family, we have been brought to new levels of grief, um, sadness for Scott's three adult children, uh, Sarah, Anna, and Michael, and, and sadness for Jarrett's parents, uh, Steve and Janine, and just such a tenderness for his other siblings, Robin, Bob, and Justin. And for me, the sadness that I have for my husband as he grieves the loss of a brother. You know, it's so easy for this loss to get lost in the swirl of all of the other losses that we are all facing right now. And in just true confession uh, this last week, uh, it all caught up to me. And what was being squeezed out of me was exhaustion, and fear. What was being squeezed out of me was grief and sadness. 
I was feeling so much stress and so much anxiety, wanting to lead our church well and wanting to be present in, in our personal grief and loss and, and all of the other grief and loss that people are feeling. And I just had a moment where I had to phone a friend and I called one of my best friends on the phone and just said, I don't need anything. I don't need you to fix it. I just, I just want you to see me. I just want you to hold space for me in this moment. I said, would you pray for me? And as we were on the phone and I was holding the FaceTime, standing in my bathroom, talking to her, she prayed for me in that moment. And one of the things that she prayed was, God, would you shift Jeannie's heart? Would you help her find gratitude? And so, City, what is so powerful about gratitude is that it is the antidote to anxiety. It's the antidote for anxiety. And some of you are just like me right now. You are feeling squeezed. And what's coming out of you is stress and exhaustion and fear and anxiety and worry. And I get that. We're all a mixed bag. But I wonder today, would you allow yourself to have gratitude come out of you? Would you allow yourself to, to make a shift, to make a turn, to come back just like the Samaritan and to actually say, Jesus, I see that you are at work. I see that you are good. I see that you are moving. And I am going to choose in this storm to cling to gratitude right now. You know, this is why as a church, we are not pulling back or shutting down because we as a church, as a community, we believe that we are people that are poised and positioned to show our anxious world that gratitude is the antidote for anxiety. You know, today, actually, as a church, we were supposed to be celebrating Commitment Sunday in our Ready for More campaign that we have been in. And while we have chosen as a church to, to push pause on that for right now, I believe that we can still make a profound commitment today. We can commit to being people of gratitude. And so, like always, I have some homework for you. Some homework that I want you to practice this week. To practice saying thank you to blessing God and to blessing others. And it would be easy for you to just say, okay, I'm going to have a moment of gratitude every single day. I'm going to write it in my journal. I'm going to write it somewhere else. But I want you to verbalize your gratitude. I want you to verbalize your thanks. Maybe share it on social media. Uh, share them in the morning worship and prayer times that we are having as a church. Share it with your small group on your Zoom calls or, or call somebody and literally say, I want you to sit there for one minute and I'm gonna just shower you with blessing. I'm gonna shower you with affirmation and with praise and I'm gonna tell you how much you mean to me. And I wonder, will you make this commitment this week as a church, that we would actually speak to an anxious world, the hope that we have through our gratitude. So I'm going to invite you into this commitment, and I want to hear you say that you are all in. Okay, now I can't hear you. I'm hoping that I just heard an amen, maybe some praise hands uh, on the screen right now. Um, 
But what would it look like if we as a church decided to walk through this pandemic saying, we are ready for more gratitude in our lives. We're gonna move into a time of worship now. And as we do that, I wanna invite you as always, to, to pray and to worship and to lift your hands with gratitude. And as we pray now, I wanna lead us into this time with a piece that I wrote for us. It's a prayer called An Ode to Wellbeing. Jesus, whenever life is hard and it feels like chaos has broken loose, I remind myself that I am well. I start small. I woke up today. I took a deep breath. Inhale, exhale. I have a roof over my head, food on my table. I have a computer and it works. I may not be physically connected, but I am digitally connected. I have a key that unlocks my home and maybe that is the key. I have the essentials. I may not have all that I want, but I am well. I look beyond and my gratitude begins to grow. I have people that love me and people that I love. I have neighbors to smile at, people that are standing on the front lines for my safety. I may not have all that I want, but I am well. As I look up and I look around, my gratitude swells. I hear birds chirping and trees budding with new life. The sun is shining and the mercy of God is new every morning and his faithfulness is great. And I may not have all that I want, but I am well. And so Father, Son and Spirit, help me to not pull back or hold it in. Help me to see that gratitude turns all that I have into enough. I may not have all that I want, but I 